If you could reach back in time and kill Hitler, would you do it? That's the kind of question that Grimm asks us every week, but especially this week. Uh, we're going to talk about that and, and some Natalie stuff. Diana, the return of Meisner, all that and more on the Grimm After Show on AfterBuzz TV. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hey there, Grimsters. Welcome back to AfterBuzz TV's Grim After Show. Yo. I'm your host, Zach Wilson. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at ThatZachWilson. I got Tari J here. Yo, 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 yo. This is Tari J. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tari J. T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. I'm also man in that chat, son. You like how I, I'm now like referring to you as your Twitter handle and not like Tari Miller? Of course. Why would you? <laughs> All right. Uh, Yell Teagle, unfortunately, uh, couldn't join us this week. She's uh, with some family. Yes. And, uh, you know, family is slightly more important than uh, us. Only a tiny bit. By the smallest of hairs. Yes. But you can find her at Yell Teagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. At Yell Teagle. <laughs> at Yell Teagle. That yeah. is correct. Uh, she, she, uh, for her, it's not complicated. No, there's no that's or like other different names in there. Mm-hmm. It's just all simple. There's only one. Just the one yell it's like The quote foretold our fate by the gods' decree. All heard and none believed the prophecy. Ooh, you got the rhyme in there and everything. Yeah, yeah gotta gotta hit that rhythm. That's sweet, sweet. Um. I guess the the fate is just like it, it's just we're talking about like the fact that the the Quaglays, uh, which is our vessel of the week, uh huh, because vessel of the week has come back. Yay! <sighs> we, I, we went over my feelings on vessel of the week last week. You um, love them. I did. I think it's what it, it's what Grimm has done well over the years. Um, with so with so few episodes left, mm-hmm. I want more time with my characters that we've like spent five years with yeah as opposed to random new people that are getting introduced right um but yeah i i did but like like, this is this is the thing that like is tough because like um so el quegle is a fascinating vessel that they've created here Mm -hmm. because of the moral implications the moral dilemmas i guess that surround what this thing is. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think of the episode? Um, I thought it, I actually thought it was really interesting. It, it very much, especially that uh, this vessel of the week reminded me very much of like a Doctor Who type of uh, alien creature kind of th- where it's this thing that has to do what it must, but it doesn't really want to. And I thought that was a fascinating uh, way to have that character be, especially since it's like a baby eater. It's like a reluctant baby eater. Which kind of redeems it a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's it, like I said in the opening. It's the question of if you could go back in time, would you kill Hitler? Mm-hmm. It's the classic thing. Like uh, if you if you could find Hitler as a baby and kill Hitler, right? Would you do it? Yeah, I mean, though that like. It's a it's a, the minority report kind of thing, where yes. it's like they these babies aren't uh, these babies haven't done anything yet, and it and you have to imagine that like 
the future isn't necessarily set in stone. So, like, if you if you believe in destiny, then yes, these babies could like then you have to kill the baby. But if you don't believe in destiny, then it means that you are essentially seeing one version of the future, and then you're acting upon that. So it makes it a lot more difficult because. If anything, if you felt like this baby was going to ultimately murder its parents um, because it uh, because it, of their failed marriage, then why not kill the father who was obviously the problem? And then that makes it so you don't have to kill a baby, but you're also like doing your job as the keeper of time or whatever you these like uh, creatures qualify themselves as. Yeah, that's a, I mean that's a fair point to the, at least to how it applies in this situation. Right. Um, but like the, like the other times that it's referred to, um, where like somebody, one of the babies grew up and was just such, so filled with either hatred or it doesn't go into who that person was, but they went and shot 10 people at random. Right. Um, so like that type of person, even if you change that specific circumstance, is likely to do that kind of harm to other people. Mm. Um, the 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 guy uh, El Quegle, uh I'm just going to refer to him as El Quegle because it's a Vesin name that I can pronounce with ease. <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, it uh like he he says like if you if I if if I had been there to stop Ted Bundy, mm-hmm. would you still be? Would you still want to stop me? Um, and it's that quite like he's. It's it's easy to like philosophize on it from yeah. an outside perspective, but be I can't imagine being like forced to make that decision, like because that was his like he had that time where he like he's like I can't do this even though my family is probably told like he probably grew up with like this is your sacred duty uh, as. El Quegles, uh, Los Quegles, I guess, uh, <laughs> must do. Do you have to? You have like you have the third eye, the vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, which as soon as they showed the thing, I was like, uh, I, like I, I pieced it together just like with the third eye. Yeah, that was yeah. Um, but it was a good. That's a good tip. It's another. It's another case of like Grim justifying a myth with one of their creatures. Right. Like the psychics telling of the third eye is because. Because of El Quigley. Quigley. He's yeah. got a third eye. Um, history. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, which, by the way, uh, the quote uh, was from a, uh, a Latin, Amer- uh, Latin poem. Not Latin American, but a Latin poem mm-hmm. uh, written by Virgil, uh, which is the story of Aeneas, uh, who uh, is the, the ancestor of, like, the, he's the original Roman. Oh, interesting. Um but so he like questions that whole the whole fate thing. Yeah, which is what we're dealing with. Um, um, but Mike, yeah, oh, oh go sorry, ahead. I have a no, thing no. from the chat. Michael B uh, asks, could the uh, could the El Quegle been cursed to do this because he because he didn't want to do his job? So I think they're posing if it could be like a Krimpus situation where essentially it's not they weren't raised to be El Quegle. It was just more of a like a curse that they have to bear throughout their lives. I think it is definitely a curse. Yeah, um, I, I agree. Uh, I don't think it's not quite the same as Krampus, because Krampus was like it was more of a werewolf situation, where right. once it started, he couldn't control it. Right, it just was. He was he transformed into a different person. Yeah, as El Quegle, he can make the choice, 
but that one time that he decided not to, he directly saw what the consequence of that was. Mm-hmm. So it is he's he is cursed in a way because he's forced to to either eat these babies uh, or know that by not doing that, these babies will grow up to hurt people hmm. that he could have stopped. And there's not, it, it's tough because it feels like there's not a right answer. Yeah. Um, both sides, in a sense, are wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it's the kind of ethics of like and moral stuff that like philosophers debate right. for centuries. Um, Tari's yeah. like, you're looking at me like, no, it's pretty solid. I mean, I'm, I'm incredulous because I don't believe in fate. So to me, there are so many different turning points in, in different people's lives yes. that you can interject. It doesn't have to be eat this baby or they will do this. It's like, all right, fine. If you know this baby is going to do this, find a point in their timeline at which that, like they decide, Hey, I'm going to be a murderer. And then, like, see if you can interject at that point. At that point, like, once the decision is made, then you can, like, take an act against them. But, like, before that, they're just a person. They're a victim of their circumstance. Yeah. Or, uh, like, change their circumstance. Right. He kidnaps his baby. Why couldn't it wind up in a foster home? Right. Like, travel across the country or go to Canada or somewhere. Somewhere that it's never going to find its way back to these parents. Mm -hmm. As terrible as that is... Seems better than eating it. Right. Um, and then let it be raised by someone else who, even if they're not perfect parents, it wouldn't be the same person. Yeah. But that, of course, like, then you fall into a different uh, philosophical debate of, is, like, is violence something like that nature or nurture? Right. And, yeah, and that's what a lot of people in the chat are talking about. But, like, I, I, I'd like to believe that I live in a world where... Um, people aren't inherently bad. Like, there, yeah. you know, there's, you know, we are, we are what we are created to be. We're all blank slates until the world <laughs> uh, shades us with its colors. Yeah. Um, and what is, what the, the reason that this is particularly interesting to Grimm right now mm-hmm. is that basically we're all dealing with this dilemma with Diana. Uh, everything, like, we're not trying to eat her. <laughs> right. But from everything that we know about her, and as we're seeing more and more of her power come to the forefront, where she just, like, she's discovering new powers, like, every day. Mm-hmm. Like, she can, she not only has, like, telekinesis to, like, make things float, but then she can just poof jars of spices out of existence. Yeah. Um, she walked up to Rosalie and was just like, not only did she know that she was pregnant without anything else, mm-hmm. she knew at what has to be super early term pregnancy. Like, yeah. she's got to be, like, two months at the most right. pregnant. That it's twins. Or more. Or more. It could just be a litter. We don't know. <laughs> I don't know. This is not... This is... Because... Uh, um, uh, them having a baby together is somewhat unprecedented. Yeah, within Grimm, like they haven't talked a lot about what hybrid Vessin children would be like. I think we talked about it once, but it was super brief. Yeah, um, the closest like, we've gotten are like Diana and, and Kelly so far. Yeah, but Zauber Beasts, like it just seems like it's lesser. Like they right. still are, but he's like like 
Renard. He evokes, but only like half of his face. Yeah, like two, like two quarters on different <laughs> sides change, um, as opposed to like Bonaparte, right? Where he went full Zauber Beast or Adelinde when she goes full Hexen, right? Um, but when you're half Fuchsbau and half uh, Bluebot, what is that? Is it is it a new Vessin? Is this yeah. like how we get subspecies of Vessin, or is it something like I remember uh, Silas said at a con panel when somebody asked about this? He's like, it would be something. I think it was either him or one of the writers mm-hmm. said it would be something explosive, like it could it has potential to like be something wild, yeah, um, because they're not the DNA is not necessarily going to line up. Interesting. Uh, but I think I don't think that that's necessarily where they're going. But right. maybe it just means you get a whole litter because they're both canines. I would assume so. <laughs> I mean, that's how the end of the Fox and the Hounds, the old Disney movie, ends, right? They both like do it and have a bunch of babies. I need to see the director's cut <laughs> of Fox and the Hound. You I've know? been missing out, and they're all like Shiba Inu, like those little fox-looking dogs. Oh my God. Really that's adorable. That's where Shiba Inus come from. Yeah, weird Disney movies. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, but yeah, but so the question of what to do with Diana, like, do we not kill her, but do we, do we lock her away? Um, we reintroduce, like reintroducing her to not only just the outside world, but to her father who is, has questionable ethics to say the least. (laughs) A little bit. (laughs) Um, but, like, he's going to be influencing her. Yeah. So just leaving her alone with him feels dangerous. Because she's so impressionable. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't seem to like Nick. Well... Mainly after the whole him being Renard thing. Yes. Well, I think that she definitely... Because right after she she changed him back, like, her mom was embracing her. So, like, embracing him... So he's obviously a an obstacle between, you know, her mom and her daddy being together forever. Yeah. Um, so she's not a big Natalie fan. She's all about that Renatalind. Yep, Rattaland. Yep. Rattaland versus Natalie. Are you a Nad or a Rad? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yep. All about the Nads. Nope. <laughs> no. Nope. Okay. Uh, we're gonna put a kibosh on that one. Ah, come uh, on. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it, the the cooking scene was cute. Yeah, between them. Yeah, I like that it allowed them to bond a little bit, and and I also like that they that they finally acknowledged that like she's having fun with her powers. Like that's all she's really doing when she's not being super menacing. Is she's just like I can do whatever I want. Boom, boom, alchemy. Boom, boom. Boil water. Boom. <laughs> that was like... Dude, I would kill for that power oh, a lot of times. right? Like, you're just like... It's like, oh, but you, honey, you, you haven't even turned the the, 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 the stove on yet. Yeah. I don't need to. <laughs> Bam! Oh, man. Her Spoiling. gas bill would be so low. <laughs> um... I don't know. I, I the, the scene... That scene got interesting, because Renard started, like, manipulating her... Through that, like, he, like, set her up to, like, almost start spying on Nick and Adeline. Yeah. Right? A bit. Well, I don't know necessarily, like, spying, but, I mean, 
I felt I felt personally that it was a sign that he in a in his own weird strange way still like has feelings for Adeline and and doesn't necessarily trust Nick. So like he thinks that there's a chance that Nick could still like have it out for her. He could still harm her. So I thought it was a really weirdly protective moment. Yeah. Um I could see that. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, like, like Renard's gone. Like, he just like went back to like season three, Renard, like mm-hmm. where he was good, but now he's like kind of a dick. But like, I don't know what his motivations are right now. Are somewhat up in the air. Yeah. Um. Because he got a call. Like he's dealing with a lot of stuff in this episode. Yeah. But he got a call from sounds like Black Claw. Mm-hmm. Uh. So some whoever rose to the top after Bonaparte died, yeah. Um, so yeah, is is like what the what the f? <laughs> uh, I mean, they they put a lot of investment in him, and he essentially, as far as they know, squandered it for no reason, you know. And so, like you you have to realize, like the person said, like there's there's such a big like, pool of blood that had to be sacrificed in order to get him to be mayor. And then they see him on TV being like, nope, I'm not going to do it. Like, they have to have it out, out for him now. I wonder, well, they, well, now that they know that it wasn't him, mm-hmm. um, I feel like they don't necessarily, they won't necessarily blame him. I mean, like, it, all of Black Claw got murdered. <laughs> well... In, that, in the town. Yes. Um, and then as he... Very directly says to them, uh, he was dealing, uh, like, it wasn't me, it was the Grimm. What? (laughs) He did a verfluchte Zwillingsschwester. A what? (laughs) That's what they said to Renard. And then he's like, he did a verfluchte Zwillingsschwester. (laughs) (laughs) Every time it gets me. It gets different with every attempt that I have uh-huh. to pronounce it. A verfluchte Zwilling Schwester. Mm. I think I got it that time. Yeah, that was it was perfect. I was closer. Ah, come picky. Um but I just I did like how much he was like, No, it's a verfluchte <laughs> And like I feel like Sasha's going through like the same thing that I go through. Yeah. He's like, What the hell? I feel I like say this three times in the scene. Yeah. I feel like the bit was just for you, where they're like, uh, what can we make Zach say this week? Also, I think Renard should do the same thing. I think that was them watching us do the and being show. And being like, like, we can do it to our people, too. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Look how much better at it he is. Um, Grumaniac uh, says, good job. Also, well, you, Gamer Girl still loves your mispronunciations. Heart emoji. <laughs> Thank you, gamer. Girl. Yeah, uh, I appreciate that you guys enjoy me attempting this insanity. Oh, uh, Mart C- uh, GC says he's German or she's German, and it's almost perfect. Yes, yes! I got a German to endorse me saying a word. <laughs> yes, victory. While we're thanking chat, uh, I also want to make sure that we thank our iTunes reviewers yes. as well. Because that's a great way, um, even if you're watching on YouTube, we appreciate everyone who goes to iTunes to, to help 
us out with a with a rating or a subscription or a comment because that is a great way to help other people find the show. I know it's in its last season, but people are looking for more grim, and uh, we like to think that our show does a good job of giving you more grim as as we close out this at the year. Touts. Um, so. Go on to uh, uh, iTunes and his review. It really does help us out. Um, so I wanted to thank uh, two people who gave us reviews in the past week, Ooh. which is awesome. Uh, I believe this person is also joining us live in the chat because we got Michael B. 85. Nice. This is a different Michael B., which is entirely possible. It's true. Um, so there's another great show, guys. Does anyone else here think that Nick will use the stick to take away Diana's powers? Mm. And that's inter- an interesting thought. I personally don't think the stick can do that. Um, I guess it's a question of what the stick's power limits are. I mean, we don't know yet. All we know is that it heals, uh, hyper quotation marks, yeah. um, and also that it like bonds with its users. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's it. Like, If it does take away powers, yeah, then I mean, that would be a good solution. I wonder if it is... If it does, like, once it bonds with somebody like that, if Nick could basically just use it as a magic wand. Like, he can basically, like, start... It's, it becomes his sonic screwdriver. Right. Like, he just, like, wanders around, like, waving the stick at things. And, like, <laughs> doors just open. Oddly enough, even though it's made of wood, it doesn't work on wood for some reason. Yeah. It's true. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah. I don't know. Interesting thought. Yeah. Though. I um, mean, well, Ivan Soto also wonders the same thing. So we're essentially asking yeah. that as well. Um, Nature Girl 80 says, awesome team of reviewers. I love how you raise story questions that I wasn't even thinking about. How you peel back layers on major characters. This review show gives so much added depth to Grimm. I plan on rewatching Grimm from season one and then watch After Buzz Grimm to see what details I missed. Uh, we started the podcast in season three. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause that was when I joined After Buzz. And like the first <laughs> thing I did was like, can I do, can I do a Grimm after show? Yeah. And they're like, sure. And then they're like, Yell wants to do one too. And they're like, sure. And I met her the day we did the first show. Nice. Bit of history. Go back to that first episode. Uh, and they say, thanks, Zach, Yell, and Jay. Nice. Uh, should we start calling you Jay? Um, that's what they used to call me in college. Oh. Um, people couldn't pronounce Tari. Uh, so I went by Jay for a long time. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, That's a little Tari personal history. The more you know. Yeah. Um, anyway, all right, let's jump back <laughs> into the episode. Um, Renard's dealing with Meisner. Yes. Uh, or Ghost Meisner, or... My new theory is, uh, like, God Meisner. God Meisner. Like, hear me out on this one. Okay. I'm... I'm, I'm... I'm waiting for it. All right. So, I mean, we know that to yell, Meisner will always be a god. Uh, but uh, my thought here is we're getting, we saw the underworld. Or right. a portal to the underworld. Yeah. Um, or the afterlife of some kind. Uh, there being an underworld sort of hints at that there might also be gods in some way. Okay. Because there is another plane of existence. So it yes. doesn't have to mean like Jehovah God, mm-hmm. like the way we talk about it in Christianity or, right. or Islam or in like Judeo Christian everything. Yeah. But it could just be another level of powerful beings that okay. are beyond us, uh, that can wander into our plane of existence or wander out. The fact that maybe the stick like 
breached this, opened it up, opened up these portals mm-hmm. in one way or another. Um, and being close to all of these happenings, they came down and they're basically using Meisner's image because it's going to be the most effective to emotionally manipulate Renard. Yeah. Uh, so whoever, whatever God this is, uh, uh, is just using Meisner's form. Right. Um, I'm going to speak for y'all for a second and say, that God can v- visit me in Meisner's form anytime he wants. Uh, uh, he was looking so good in this episode. Did you see him? I bet he had a six pack underneath that suit. Both suits, which fit him real good. Mm, my name's Yell. Um, <laughs> that was... also. Who was that? That was Yell. That was my Yell impression. Was it accurate? I'm going to assume so. I'm, yes. I'll, gi- I'll give you a C minus. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll work on it. Um, I'll just have to study her a little bit more. Or study Meisner. Meow, 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 meow. There we go. That, I'm going to assume that one was better. C plus. Uh, Damien Puckler will be uh, joining the show. Uh, I know. Jo- or joining us for one week as a guest uh, coming up soon. Uh, um, stay tuned. It's going to get real fun and real weird. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I think that would be... In- I, I think that idea is interesting. But I, I like the idea more that, like, we we get um, Meisner's ghost himself. Because, like, it has more weight if... Because they were friends. And I, one weird thing about the Meisner appearance was that he was speaking in an American accent? Yeah, he, he his voice changed. Yeah, he speaks, he only speaks in American, in an American accent when he's talking to Renard. We've noticed that in previous seasons when, like, he visited him at the precinct, he's like, hey, guys, I'm Meisner, I'm a cowboy, and then went back to HW and was like, I'm from Germany. And so, like, that was a German, bad German accent, don't, don't worry about it. Um, and so, uh... I just, I find that really interesting, but it, that also could mean that it is Renard's view of Meisner as opposed to being the actual ghost of Meisner. Okay. Um, interesting. Yeah. Um, okay. I could, I could see that. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, like, I get that. Like, it, it is stronger for it to be the person who is being affected. It, it I, the voice thing, like, makes me think. Mm-hmm. That there's more to like, the, there's still more to Meisner than we've learned. Yeah. Um, like maybe like people were speculating that he's a royal. Um, we're be, like we we heard the the rumor that there's more to this than like like we like whatever it is that we think it is, we're wrong. Right. Um. So if that's true, then it couldn't just be a ghost because that's the first thing you would think. Right. So just. Is it? That's what made me sort of go to, like, God. Right. Um, uh, everyone in the chat is talking about how now that Meisner's dead, he gained a sense of humor. Uh, yep. That's a thing that people, which, like... But you get it's part of why I don't know that... Like, it, it felt different. This felt different than yeah. what Meisner... How Meisner used to behave. So, as much as we want... Like, it, it has a different level of power to it being actual Meisner talking to him. Yeah. It, it sort of feels like it's not him and it's somebody else using his image right projecting as Meisner yeah um, who doesn't have the same doesn't have the same cadence mm-hmm. doesn't like have the same like sense of humor all that stuff I don't know yeah um, it's kind of the time only time will tell sort of thing on that <laughs> uh, 
But yeah. Um, speaking of theories uh, and crazy stuff. Uh, <laughs> yes. Eve and the Stick of Destiny. Yeah. Uh, having a, a run in. I guess you could say. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I was trying something and it didn't, didn't come through. Um, yeah. I So. Judy in 2016 is, says that Eve is getting creepy, and I agree. Like, the fact that she was hanging out in the tunnel, like, just listening to Nick and Adeline gaga over each other, and then, like, felt dejected and, like, hung out in the... Does she live in the tunnel now? Is that a thing? Um, I don't know where she lives. I think she was waiting there for Nick to get back. Yeah. Um, I do think her primary concern is the stick right now. Mm-hmm. And either figuring out if either they need to destroy it, if they need to um, rehide it like it was hidden before, yeah. if they need to use it, like all of these things. Like there's, she's trying to figure that out. Right. So I think she was waiting there hiding for Nick to get back. So he got back, she heard them come, and then she climbed up. And then, again, this plays into what I said last week, that I think that Juliet is... The Juliet side of Eve is coming back. Mm-hmm. Like, more toward the forefront. Yeah. Um, because there's clearly you could see her heartbreaking while he's like... Well, yeah. I was going crazy without you. Right. Um, and it, it's... Oh, it's just like, ow! <laughs> My heart. Uh but that that's what it looks like. It looks like she is uh, she's still in love with him. Yeah. In whatever way that Eve Juliet, whatever it is. Juliet. Juliet. Um. Uh, yes. What do you, What do you think, Tari? I mean, I agree. I I definitely think that like there are emotions that are being stirred inside of her. I mean, I would prefer that like. She doesn't have any real, like, romantic feelings. But, like, I mean, she is essentially at this point alone. Like, she uh, she doesn't have a place to stay. Everyone that she worked with in HW is dead. Trouble's gone. She, her only real ties to Portland are, like, Nick and, and the gang. And she's kind of an outsider because of what she did and who she's become. Yeah. Um. So, like, I get that, like... Even if it's not, like, a love triangle, I get that she feels like she should have this connection to Nick, and it, she's essentially been replaced by um, by Adeline, you know, uh, which is rough. Uh, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's how I feel. A lot of people in the chat are talking about how they don't want a love triangle either. I'm not saying I want a love triangle. I'm just like, this is what I'm seeing. Right, no, I'm just saying that that's just, they're like, so for example, uh, Inside Numbers says, uh, they won't be a love triangle, I hope not, Uh, and then I added a sad face. Yeah. Sad face. I don't know that it's going to be like a play, like a love triangle that's like played out for long periods of time, but I do think there will be at least a moment where Nick and Juliet, like, either have to say goodbye yeah. Or something. Like, there's going to be some bar- big emotional moment to bookend this series. Right. Because we started out, and they were, like, this was the couple at the at the top of the show. Right. Um, like, they were inseparable. Mm-hmm. And now they're in a very different place. 
Um, but I think that that is going to be a very big thing that we deal with as we get towards the end of the show. Right. Um, as for the stick of destiny and what happens, like, so she touches it and it like cuts open a wound on her, mm-hmm. a wound that takes the shape of one of the runes. Yeah. Um, and then she starts drawing the rune on the brick. Yeah, it it feels like, and also uh, Nick felt when she touched it, like he got like yeah. really lightheaded. Which I her thought was intention when she picked it up was to take it. Right. So I think it like it knew that, mm-hmm. and as opposed to times where other people have held it, yeah, they were holding it but not taking it away from Nick. Right. This was like she was picking it up to take it, and it got it defended itself just mm-hmm. like it did with the. Uh, SWAT team. Yeah, they came in. The other guy took it, picked it up, and then it like concussive burst all the bad guys in the room, and it knew who to attack. Yeah. Um, so clearly, the stick has some intelligence level to it. Yeah, and but like, it felt like she was she was in like put under a spell to draw the rune, as you called it, um, and it was the one that was on the chin of the death grip guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's another one of these underworld symbols, or it's a, a planet or something to that effect. Do you think that now that she has been put under this like space, when they come back to that moment, it's going to be the whole thing drawn out on the wall? Like now she has a full view of what it would be? Um, probably. Um, I actually didn't think that she was being controlled by it uh, when I saw it, although that's a, that's a good point and it may well be the case. Uh, my thought was that she was trying to draw out what she'd seen, like, to get it out. Yeah. Um, and then maybe, I mean, maybe the runes can be used as, like, a way to seal a gate or open a gate. Right. Um, maybe. Like, it to like me... they're the keys. Yeah. It felt... <laughs> 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 um, it felt to me like when, uh, for anyone who watches Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, I may, when... I may have watched that show a few times. Uh, yeah, you got through the first season, I think. Uh, no, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, uh, but when Colson and um, the other general guy were like drawn to draw these uh, these glyphs, which ultimately turned out spoilers turned out to be a map um, to like you know the Terrigen crystals and all that stuff. So like it it felt to me just like that, where now that she's connected these runes, these runes. Um, she is essentially drawing this map and we'll just have to figure out how they connect from there. Um, I hope she becomes obsessed and it becomes her like a new drive. That'd be fun. (laughs) Um, yeah. Uh, I think there's really cool stuff that we could do with that. Yeah. Um, I mean, that about, we about, that about covers that we talked about Mon Rosalie. Yes. They're, they're. They were thinking about running. I don't think they're going to now. Um, I mean, we've we've kind of talked about it a little bit on the show yeah. before that, like, not, uh, not Natalie. Um, Portland is not a great place for them. And now that they're raising kids, like, and it was a really nice moment that they had with each other. Um, but, like, they really need to leave if they're going to start raising a family. Um, but they don't, they feel obligated to stay because of all the stuff that's happening. Um, yeah. I mean, it's tough. You, you don't want to bail on your friends in like their hour of like desperate need. But when have they not had an hour of desperate need? Right. In the I mean, last six years, mm-hmm. it's been pretty nonstop. Yeah. So you sort of just have to bail at some point. 
Yeah, I mean, and it's not even really bailing. It's like if your friends really care about you, they're they're gonna put your needs above their own. I mean, yes, they're a handy resource, but they'll always be a phone call away. They just can't be in the midst of this essentially like this race war that's happening in Portland. <laughs> Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. I hadn't thought of it that way, but you're you're kind of spot on. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. Um should we uh should we do some predicting? Uh yes. And now, you're after Buzz TV predictions. So yeah. In our in our uh, I'm being yell again. So, in our next episode preview, <laughs> we have uh a new vessin that comes out of the ground every seven years for only 24 hours, and it feeds on humans. Uh, and then I'm Tari again. Yeah, it's like a weird cicada monster. For those who aren't familiar with cicadas, they, like, burrow underground. They're born underground. They come out um, every, like, every, like, number. They gestate for years and years and years. Yeah. They come out into the, the open. They make their swan song. Maybe they mate. Do, uh, but maybe they don't, and then they just start falling from the sky over the course of a summer. Yeah, um, it, there's a lot of dead shells on the ground afterwards. Like, yeah, we had them like when I was a kid, uh, New York, and like it's weird. Oh yeah, there's just bug shell carcasses everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, the creature design looks cool. Yeah, it looks awesome. Um, uh, I don't know what that like thematically is going to be tied to. Uh, well, I mean, hopefully at some point in the episode, Diana goes into a cocoon, and then they're like, "Oh my gosh, she's in a cocoon!" Like what zacadas go into, and then she comes out, and she's like seven years older, <laughs> yes. and now we have a teenage Diana running around, being like, "I hate you! You don't want me to hang out with any of my friends." <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my version of a teenager. <laughs> and then God. she tries to parent trap. Uh, Renard and Adeline. It'll be so good. Everything is going to work out in our favor. Oh my god. I really hope there's a Parent Trap-esque episode <laughs> of this show. Um, but yeah. yeah. Uh, it's it's called The Seven Year Itch. Oh. Um, so yeah. Pretty much cicadas. Pretty much. Um, it, it, I'm excited for, uh, to see more. Um, we're getting more. It's more Vest of the Week yeah. for now. Um, but I think we'll push the, like, we didn't get much movement on the serialized storylines mm-hmm. this episode. So I'm hoping, like, we'll get a little bit more uh, moving faster yeah. as we get towards uh, the end of the season and the end of the show. Yeah, I mean, they basically just rebuilt the platform. Yeah. Um, and also this new monster, furthering my belief that the writers of this show are big, giant Dragon Ball Z fans because we have a cicada monster just like what Cell is. Yep. <laughs> oh, it does sort of look like Cell. Yep. I hadn't even thought of that. <laughs> is it going to absorb people through its tail, though? I hope so. Mm-hmm. Oh, now I just want to see Nick fight. <laughs> Nick is going to fight with, Cell. Like, fight alongside, like... Goku or something. <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. All right. Um, well, I think that's going to do it for the for this week's Grim After Show, talking about El Cuegle. Um, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, let us know what you thought of the episode. Uh, leave a comment below. 
and uh, let us know your thoughts or you can tweet at us or leave us a review on iTunes we talked about it extensively earlier um, but yeah you can tweet me at that Zach Wilson uh, you can find me also at the same place on Instagram uh, all the social media is that Zach Wilson <laughs> um, what else is going on uh, check out my, my comic book uh, I plugged it a bunch of times on this show uh, it's on Comixology for 99 cents which is as cheap as they would let us make it it's ridiculous uh, comedy little mini uh, book called Kid Cop uh, you can find the link on my Twitter or Instagram page and I'm Tari J. Miller. You can find me at Tari J. It's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. And also, you can find Yell Teagle at Yell Teagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. I can spell. <laughs> that rhymed. Yes. It rhymed like yell and bell. She's the <laughs> bell of the ball. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she'll be back next week uh, to join us talking more grim. Every week that there's an episode, we will be here to help talk with you. So guys, until next week, I'm Zach Wilson. Thanks for geeking out with us. Bye! From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.